Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And at this time, I'm going to introduce to some and present to others our doctor, Apostle Suzanne Howard. I want to do something different today. So y'all save y'all hymns. Y'all know them by heart. They all in the meditation in y'all bone, marrow, and soul. <clears throat> I want to do something differently today. <clears throat> um, first, I want to address um, Elder Me, and he's not in service. Continue to pray for him. That's fine. It does that. And um, we got him, and he got us. Amen. But I, I was just thinking today, we haven't even communicated anything with the church, and we just want y'all to know that he is under the tutelage of his apostle and he is fine and I just need the apostolic prayers of the people to hold him up so he can emerge to his next level amen and I bring that up to say because Elder Manny and I had worked together so long take your seats we had worked together so long um, I think he came in like six months six or nine months into when we started the ministry and I missed the apostolic move that we used to have together because Elder Manny could play and then I'd get a song and he would just play. Sometimes he'd be bent over weeping and just tore up. Sometimes he wasn't playing what the praise team wanted him to play but he would just be going where he was going in the Lord and they would be looking like what are we supposed to do with this apostle and then I would get up there and know exactly what he was playing. I want to demonstrate the apostolic today as far as worship goes. And I'm going to ask, I know Latanya's not here, Prophet Latanya, but I'm going to ask Prophet Thomasina, Pastor D, and any on the praise team. We're going to have these blessed and gifted musicians just be led of God in the spirit, and they're going to play something prophetic to us. And one of y'all are going to get a song, and you're going to lead us in it. Yep, you're welcome. Come on, evangelist. Anyone who's on the praise team and you want to, and don't be embarrassed if you don't hear anything or don't get anything, and kind of communicate it to each other. Sure. Look at, matter of fact, I want you to stay there so I can see y'all. Um, kind of look at each other to see who got something first. Give us a communication. Because this is how we started when the Lord shifted the house. When was that, in 2011? to an apostolic center. We went from Crossroads to the Apostles House. I think it was 2011. You think 2018? 2011? Yeah. I know the sermons online. It was called Shift. And God, if we only knew what that shift was going to do to us. <clears throat> no. Apostle Bill was here and laid me out in front of all of y'all. I had no apostolic um uniform, no garb. I had no apostolic service. There was no ceremony. I couldn't line all the clergy up in their attire. I ain't get none of that. You remember Minister Carmen? He came in here and he said, oh, and your, your uh, pastor is no longer a pastor anymore. She's now an apostle. Boom! And that was the way that, that was my apostolic commissioning and consecration. 
And um, that's when everything just went like, woohoo! God took over and was no longer our will, our desire, our plan, our agenda. We had to put on the bottom of the bulletins the services subject to change because people wanted order of the program. And we had to put a little asterisk. This is the program, but trust me, it may not go this way. 99.9% .9 of the time, it will not. So just to, I'm doing this because I want to be able to incorporate what we did this weekend into what it actually looks like in an apostolic spiritual development center. Is that all right? Did I talk long enough to give y'all some time? Or you was ready? That's what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Just listen, y'all. Listen, audience, because you might have the gift. Someone may hear it in tongues, and you may be able to sing it in tongues, but not in the English language. Listen for the keys to speak to us. Look at each other, team communicate to each other the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me behind beside the still waters And he restores my soul. Come on, team. The Lord is my shepherd. Team, come on. Backer. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. He maketh me to lie down. In green pastures, in green pastures, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, I shall not want. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. He maketh me. Congregation. Yes, I shall not want. I, I shall not want. Come on, like the sound of a Make mighty rushing wind. Lie down in green pastures. Make it me to lie down. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Okay, stop. Thomasina, what you hear? I know. Okay. Say it until you get it. Say it. Let me hear you say it. Just say Watchman on the Wall. Watchman on the Wall. Come on. 
Mm, y'all using the humming now. All right, y'all get it. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Ty. Mm-hmm. He called me to be a watchman on the wall. Come on, you're going to get it. Come on. And sound the alarm of prayer and fasting. Come on. He called me a watchman on the wall to sound the alarm Come on. of prayer uh-huh. and fasting. I'm a watchman on the wall. Oh, I'm a watchman. I'm a watchman on the wall. And I sound the alarm. And I sound the alarm. I'm a watchman on the wall. I'm a watchman on the wall. decreeing right now. Come on. Look at the people. I sound the alarm. Come on. I'm a watchman on the wall. I'm a watchman on the wall. Now you're just saying, I'm a watchman. I'm a watchman on the wall. Decree it. Come on, again. I'm a watchman on the wall. Come on. I'm a watchman on the wall. Come on, congregation. Decree it with them. I'm a watchman on the wall. I'm a watchman on the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm a watchman on the wall. All right, anybody else?
troubles, but we are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and again and again. We keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours constantly share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus might also be seen in our bodies. Oh, holy, I'm a watchman on the wall.
one more communicator. You have something? Trust in the Lord and exalt his name. 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 You can chant that going to your seats. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Come on, point to your neighbor. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Now tell him, he restores your soul. Just be restored. restores my soul. He restores my soul. Was that hard? Beautiful. No rehearsals. Not that I'm against rehearsals. What'd you say? I want to hear you. The bar has been lifted. So how y'all going to give them those practice copyright songs that we keep getting copyrighted on YouTube. Amen. Was it beautiful? And where did it come from? Yes. We tapped into another realm. That's, you can have your seat. That's apostolic worship. There's nothing wrong when God gives you a, a song that's already been released in the earth because we are hearers of echoes. Echoes. That's why we have to be careful what we listen to because it becomes a part of our soul and we echo it. It's important, especially for those in these positions, to be very close to God so that they can hear what God wants us to echo. This is what Sunday is supposed to be like. And I think we use this other stuff as fillers because we've been working two and three jobs and getting all the money and overtime that we can and we've been running to and fro. We've got two cars and three cars and we've got all these different assignments and the kids are in all these projects. We come to church, we're gonna sing somebody else's music. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. No song should be sang once. But at the same time, is God speaking to the apostles' house? We have our own recording right there. But watch next week, y'all. When I get to heaven. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you all for your trust. 
your cooperation, your participation. I know it can be a little scary, but look how y'all were able to strengthen Frederica, where she felt safe, confident, and the gift that God has given her flowed right out of her because y'all provided a space for her, right? And there'll be many others. And I'm sure there were still others up here that had it, but maybe didn't have the confidence. Y'all kind of sat in different places now, so I'm thrown off where y'all all at, but y'all see me before I see you. <laughs> Amen. How did you experience this weekend for those that were here? Amen. Amen. We're launching? Yeah, are we ready to go forward? Amen. Apostles can orchestrate songs, and yet God will cheat us by not giving a voice to sing. He has been giving me songs for years. And I get up here and they be like, help Apostle, quick, somebody better get it. She's screeching like a cat. But I'll do it if nobody show up, I'll tell you that much. They, they've endured me for years. So what we experienced this weekend and what we experienced upstairs with the ministers meeting with Apostle and even what was put together this morning for our second praise and worship team was what's called apostolic order. Apostolic order. I appreciate the fact that one of the ministers in our ministers meeting this morning shared that for the majority what she learned this weekend she had learned in this house already. And that was beautiful. It's good to hear that we are learning and retaining things because this is where we are setting this apostolic order at. It is important because when new people come in, guess where they're going to learn this from? Absolutely. So what is apostolic order? Can I just give you all some definitions today? Will you all trust the preacher if I say I won't be before you long? Right, never say that, right? <laughs> I won't be before you long. <laughs> I'm going to give you some definitions today. And I want to prepare us in continuing to move forward into our prophetic summer school. It's going to be really, really good this year. I'm excited about it. And also our next um, intercessors and then prophetic camps that we have going on throughout the year. Um, thank you again for those that are AV making this happen for us. Thank you to the musicians that make it happen for us. Oftentimes when I get in here, I don't like the sound of it, so I start shifting them around at the last minute. So when you see them doing stuff, they didn't do it on their own. They didn't just decide in the middle of what they were doing to mess with stuff. Apostle was sending text messages out and frustrating a little bit of matters that are going on in here. But when they shift, they're shifting because they're following an apostolic order in order to set apostolic order. Can you say apostolic order? Apostolic order. Uh -huh. One of the primary purposes of an apostle is to bring order. Is to bring order. So why did God send you to an apostle's house, which by the way, it's not an apostrophe, so this isn't my house. This is the house of the apostles, which basically comes from the upper room. If you study the upper room, that was the apostle's house. That's what they came together, filled with tongues. They had unity, they had meeting, they had communion, and they went out with their apostolic order. So the primary purpose of an apostle is to bring order, but guess what else? To restore order and to create. So to bring order, restore order, and to create, not or, and to create. 
See how we just created an atmosphere of praise and worship? Mm-hmm. The places that we bring order, restore order, or create at are sometimes in organizations, in and out of the church, relationships, families, churches, ministries, cities, regions, nations, territories, governments and economies, and that's just to name a few. So there's apostles in different spheres of the earth because one apostle or a church apostle isn't going to be able to affect the government. Y'all understand that? Their purpose is for the church, right? But yet, being under an apostle or part of a ministry that has an apostle, because I want to make it clear why, of all the places God sent you, and if you're not sure that you were sent from the moment you woke up, you had a desire to do something or go somewhere. You followed someone somewhere. And maybe you followed them and they're no longer there. God drew you through those resources because he called you to be under apostolic order. Something about you already likes order, believe it or not. Some of y'all may have said, people may have said to y'all, y'all are controlling. You like order. Someone may said to you that, um, you, when you find order you still look for more order there's something about order with you but at the same time you may have been under pseudo apostolic order so it may have frustrated you a lot but you're here because God designed for your life to not be under the ministry of a pastor solely but an apostle because there are giftings in you that the apostle will bring to order when we lay hands, we don't lay hands on you to give you gifts. We lay hands on you to bring your gifts out. They're already in you. Those are from God. So understand why and when someone even lays hands on you. And that list that I gave you, I'll go over quickly in case y'all missed one or two. To bring order, restore order, or to create in organizations, relationships, families, churches, ministries, cities, regions, nations, territories, governments, and economies. And that's just to name a few. When I went away years ago for apostolic training and then training in my apostleship, the list was ongoing on what is the influence in a church that is led and governed by an apostle in an apostolic government. Y'all all right? This can also refer to specific religious orders of apostles in certain denominations. Believe it or not, God will cause us to be confined to denominations. Y'all know what denominations are? Name some. Kojic, Baptist, Pentecostal, Methodist. Y'all get it? Uh-huh. We need to establish right from the beginning that Jesus established apostles. 
There are people in the earth, we'll talk about that at some point later on, that are apostles that do not submit to Jesus. Some of these iconic voices in America and beyond, in the globe, are apostles. Apostles love technology because they're always cutting edge and first line people. Apostle McFarlane and I talked about yesterday how not too many can call themselves apostles and be like, I hate gadgets. Oh, computers make me nervous. That ain't going to be you. AI is one of the most dangerous things that is hitting the earth right now, but apostles will use it for the glory of Jesus. Do y'all understand that? Right. Apostolic order. Say it. Apostolic order. All right. Let me give you another one. You ready? What is an apostolic person or an apostolic leader? Because you are one or both of those. It's an individual with an apostolic calling. Not done yet. Gifting. Grace. Mantles. Anointing and authority. An individual who is ap apostolic or what is an apostolic leader, it's an apostolic calling on your life. And it is confirmed, defined, backed up with gifting, grace, mantles, anointing, and authority. And it's usually for a specific assignment. That's why knowing what God has allowed you to be born for and what is the purpose of your life is essential to finding out. It's usually for a specific assignment. There's territories with your assignment. There's even groups of people for your assignment. That's why you often hear people say, did you marry your assignment? Are you partying with your assignment? They're your assignment, but you're so busy running from your calling, you're disrupting or perversing your assignment. Because apostolic people and apostolic leaders have apostolic callings. And those callings, again, are to specific territories, groups of people, even situations. And those apostolic callings, they have gifting, grace, and mantles and anointings with them. And the last word I want you to be real careful with after anointing is an authority. You have an authority. And I was laughing when I was discussing this with the, with the Lord because I said, you gave us so much. And because we don't even know why we have it, or we only know that there's something about us that can make things happen, we can pray for people and see change, that sometimes we are anointing and praying for things that are like every day in our life, and you've given us authority for something greater. For example, an example came to my mind too. He's given me an authority to restore. I have used my gift to restore, to restore a furnace that broke down on me. Because I couldn't afford six to $8,000 for a furnace in a home that I could barely afford, but I was determined to have a home to raise my son as a single mom in. So I used my mantle to restore a furnace. Do y'all get what I'm saying? 
This is already on you. You're wondering why you're not just under a pastor that just delights themselves in the Lord and make you feel good alone all the time? It's because there's an authority on you. There's an arsenal that you have that you have to first know who you are and how to operate it. Otherwise, you're going to waste your time starting down, starting cars that won't start, praying for gas levels that are on E. You ever done that? And the light has been on for so long that you know it's nothing but the Holy Ghost that got that car still running. I've used it and I've said to my pastor, I don't know what kind of gift I have, but when you're at the beginning of it, you don't know it because you have it for territory and spheres, situations, you have it for groups of people. You will use this thing like bewitch, twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. And it works. This is on you. Do not take your life lightly. This might explain to y'all the level of rejection that you have received in your life. Because what's on you, God has been very protective of you. And when we don't have the knowledge yet, when we're immature and we don't have the knowledge yet, we will group ourselves around people, situations, events, even regions. God has moved people across regions and nobody will understand it. God will cause you to, I don't want to use the word rejection because psychologically it has such a, a, such a big connotation to it, but he will, he will not allow you to fit in. And no matter how hard you try, you always the cornball. <laughs> you just can't do it. So as apostolic people, you have a calling. Say, I have a calling. I have a calling. Do you know what it is? Write it down. Write that question to yourself down and ask it until God gives you the answer. You have a gifting. What are your gifts? Gifts can make you money, you know, so you don't have to work a full-time job that takes you away from your calling. Let me give you this. I'm going to move a little bit ahead of my teaching right now, but five-fold ministers are unemployed by the world. You're per diem from time to time when you need a little money. You know, they built temples and tents and they built um, prayer, they made prayer shawls and such when they needed money, when people were not there to support their ministry. But the fivefold ministry is a full time calling. You'll know when you're fivefold, when God blocks the jobs. You keep getting fired. People doing worse than you, but you keep getting fired. But we're so used to the paycheck, we just keep going and going and going. And like Jonah causing disruptions in these organizations, because we're getting fired again. Maybe laid off. I remember when EPT, like the last three jobs, she had the companies closed down. The first time it happened, I was like, whoa, girl, she got all this money, y'all. They, they, they paid her for like the rest of the year. They gave her all this leftover money. She had pension money. They paid her. I said, girl, all you need is one of those in a lifetime. You all right. You keep working. You can do it. She goes to the next job. That company closed down. I said, girl, you closing companies down. You better get out these people's establishments. And hear the voice of the Lord for your life. You're not just causing acquisitions and mergers. 
these companies are closing down. She would call me and said, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, girl, don't come over to my house. <laughs> Whatever God is doing with you in this season, let him do it with you. You're apostolic because you have a calling, you have gifting, you have grace. Grace is not what the church teaches is to help you through a mistake. What helps you through a mistake is mercy. The church still uses grace. Oh, he gave me grace. No, he gave you mercy because you should have been stoned. You should have been dead. You should have had a disease. You should have been addicted. Everybody else with you was. That's mercy. Grace is a power. Grace gives you the power to break through addictions. It gives you the power to not return back to the things you used to, used to do. Grace is a supernatural, some people like to call it favor. I can get with favor, but it's a supernatural power to do what God has called you to do. And God is so gracious that you can use that power in places that he didn't intend for you to use it. As I shared with the ministers upstairs this morning, as long as we are in his vision, there's provision. Even when we mess up. Even when we jacked up. Some of us have done some things and we was not uncovered. And then all of a sudden you try to do them and you realize, mm, you better get back over in your position again. Because when you're in his vision, he gives you provision. He will cover even messy mess. And I don't want to promote that for us to think that we should continue in sin so that grace may abound. That's not what we want to do here. We want to grow up out of these things because you have a calling. What else you have? Gifting. What else you have? A grace. What else do you have? Mantles. What else do you have? And what else do you have? Authority. Is that powerful? And we'll get into the apostolic mission and all that stuff later. I just want to deal with this part on your life today. I want to give you an apostolic DNA to be able to see the praise team move like that today. It's showing that there is an apostolic DNA in them. Because when we have an apostolic DNA, we create an apostolic culture. Do you know what a culture is? When you walk in a room, you should be able to discern the culture of a place. Someone's home, you can discern their culture. Think about some of the homes we've gone into. And you can see their culture is somewhere in the place. You walk into a church, people are supposed to discern the culture here. What do you think are some of the, the, the DNA culture of an apostolic church or apostolic house? Order. That was clear. What else? Change. Who said that? I just want to see who you are. Okay. <laughs> what else? Deliverance. Very good. What else? Healing. What else? Teaching. 100% teaching. You will not get too many of the... <gasps> You're not going to get too much of that. Not too much. Right. Resources. What else? What is it? Inclusion. What else? Creativity. What else someone said? Restoring. That's good. Correction. Prayer. Huh? Spontaneous order. That's different. People won't understand that to be order. How about prophecy? 
There should be prophetic movements in an apostolic house. That's part of the mantle of being apostolic people. Any of y'all ever sing songs in your car or your house that you've never heard before? They don't have to be gospel or Christian. It started somewhere in your soul. Amen? It's there. So when you have an apostolic DNA, you can create for God an apostolic culture. Is it important that we be apostolic? Yes. Why? Uh, thank you. Jesus was apostolic. When he was ascending, he left apostles to rule the earth, not just the church. So it is important for us to be apostolic and to understand and recognize what it means to be apostolic. Now, there is an apostolic religion. That's not what we are. That goes back to denominations again. Apostolic religion, y'all probably have seen it before or have been a part of it for a small reason. Give me some ideas of the culture of an apostolic religion. Doilies on the head. Skirts to the floor. Huh? No makeup. No jewelry. No nail polish. No red. No hair color. No tattoos. No life. <laughs> I'm like, who said no life? <laughs> No woman preachers. There's a culture that goes with the apostolic religion. We are not a religious movement. We are the apostles. We are apostolic after the apostles of Jesus Christ, and we carry an apostolic order. If you are still confused about it, start reading a little bit more of the book of Acts. And when people ask you why you have makeup on and why you under a female leader, take them through the book of Acts. No arguments. People who argue, argue because they don't have a strong argument. When you have an argument, you speak and it's done. You are so powerful that you're almost dangerous. And the most dangerous apostolic person is an immature one or an ignorant one. And I don't mean ignorant offensively. I mean it untaught, unlearned. You are dangerous with your gifts because even though you are unaware of your authority and your power, you can hurt people. One of the terms we heard this weekend were our words have fire. Do you think that you are not carrying those same fire words just because you are immature in Christ? Be careful. Sometimes I want to and I have to hold back. Life and death really is in the power of your tongue. You can speak blessings or cursings. You can cause people to live and even to die. I don't want to get too spooky for y'all. You know, we got all mix of levels in here, but be aware of who you are. You are no joke. Apostolic DNA is the supernatural seed. It's a seed. Jesus was a seed of God. We don't take the earth's order of seed. We take it first supernaturally because there was spirit first, then there was natural. So when we hear seed, we start thinking in our natural minds. But seed first came supernaturally. Apostolic DNA is the supernatural seed by which God creates a pattern for reproduction in people, places, and things. Overseers and 
prophetic company, chief intercessor. This is a great teaching to go over with your team. Get a round table and meet in here or get on a Zoom round table and, and say, let's listen to the teaching from Sunday over again and let's talk it. Let, let's, let's talk about it. Let's get the expressions of it. What, what do you think are those giftings and callings in your life? It's the supernatural seed by which God creates a pattern for reproduction in people, places, and things. There's an apostolic DNA on me. And my seed is called calling or creating a pattern for reproduction in y'all. Ain't that interesting? You better like me. Because when you see me show up and you can be like, oh my God, it's her. <laughs> and then we create, as I stated, an apostolic culture. The beliefs, attitudes, this is apostolic culture. Beliefs, attitudes, core values, best practices, traditions, and influences, what do you think a tradition would be apostolically? Because it ain't hymns. In the church, it's hymns. And again, nothing wrong with hymns. Very good. Spontaneous worship. What else is a tradition? Huh? Succession, that's good. What else? Think about when you go to church. What should never be removed from a church no matter what denomination it is? Prayer. What else? The word. What else? Jesus. Baptism, communion, these are things that should never be removed from a church of Jesus Christ, no matter what denomination we try to align with. So those are historic traditions, best practices. Apostolic culture is the beliefs, attitudes, core values, best practices, historic traditions, and influences. Influences brought about through association with apostles and apostolic people. This is probably why people enjoy talking to you more than church people. There's more understanding with you. There's a greater capacity to listen and to understand where they came from. You understand? Y'all good? Okay, I'm going to skip this one for now. I'll deal with this since we talked about grace. Let me tell you about the apostolic grace. It's the special anointing. What is a grace? It's a special anointing. Authority and ability. Apostolic grace is a special anointing. Authority and ability to empower and enable people, places, and things. Do y'all get it? It's a special anointing. Say, I'm special. I have a special anointing. You have authority and ability to empower and enable people. Your apostolic grace gives you an authority to activate people. Even places, when you walk in, you disrupt. Someone was sharing with me that they attended a funeral not too long ago, and it was deader than the person up there in the casket. 
and every apostolic feather in them was disrupted where it led them to literally say God send me I will preach your message I'm going to stop running and hiding because we cannot ignore another opportunity to minister to people from dead preaching there's a grace on you that ruffles feathers for lack of other words are y'all alright apostolic teaching I'm ending at one so don't fret stay awake apostolic teaching teaching that is apostolic in nature form substance content organization and purpose apostolic teaching is known for revelation teaching that is apostolic in nature form substance content organization or purpose most notably recognized by revelation I could be teaching a completely different message up here and someone in the audience will be getting a revelation of the word in a different way that's why I asked the ministers upstairs I want a message from y'all on the kingdom because there's different expressions or essence of what God wants to say on one scripture that's why you can never read the Bible with complete understanding because depending where you are mentally even geographically because we suffer with a lack of knowledge in our region compared to those who had the Bible in generations and cultures for a long time we don't understand that when he said pray with the box on your head they literally prayed with a prayer box on their head and we're now making excuses to get tattoos for things that had to do with prayer movements with God it's because our what is it we're western right our western teaching is all skewed there's always going to be revelation from teaching let's talk about apostolic team I'm being nice to y'all today believe it or not it's a team of disciples led by an apostle on an apostolic team you will have apostolic principles and vision apostolic teams bring kingdom order what do apostolic teams do do I have any apostolic teams did I meet with an apostolic team this morning uh huh they bring kingdom order power Here's that word again, authority. Wisdom. Remember last Sunday? And the government of God to people, places, and things. So we're not limited to just people, places, and things. We can literally turn restaurants into an embassy for us. Anybody go anywhere and you just have such favor when you walk in the place? It's amazing. It, they, they turn into embassies for us. It used to be when I lived in Windsor Locks, it used to be Walgreens. 
the lady at the register who was all into crystals and stuff and said, ooh, I didn't sense you in here today. I always know when you're in here. Always. The mirrors didn't pick me up. They couldn't see me nowhere. Are y'all with me? We'll deal with apostolic weapons later. And then I'll give you this term. Ecclesiastical apostle. I'll spell it. E-C-C-L-E-S-I-A-S-T-I-C-A-L. And that's a church apostle. So not all apostles are expected to be kingdom. And before I go into my little bit of teaching that I have time for, I got to give you one more, which we experienced today, apostolic worship. Y'all going to be apostolic at least for the next 24 hours. Got this in your soul. It might drip off by Tuesday, but get back in here. We'll dip you in some more apostolic, and it'll hold you till Friday. And God help you all for them two days until Sunday come around again. Apostolic worship. It's worship that ascends into the heavens. Apostolic worship ascends into the heavens. Did we minister to the congregation today in our apostolic worship? Do you know why? Because when apostolic worship ascends into the heavens, it ministers to the Lord. Our goal is not to minister to you. It's to minister to the Lord, which is what priests and kings always was concerned for, ministering to the Lord. When you minister to the Lord, the people will always be satisfied. Worship that ascends into the heavens and ministers to the Lord and attracts his attention, his presence, and his glory, and shifts atmospheres. Now, just imagine... Because this is my goal. I'll give you all a little hint. My goal is for the musicians to come in and play until we catch it. In church, the musicians, you tell me if I'm correct, have to follow the praise and worship leader. Tell me if y'all have heard that, because that's what I have heard. That if y'all go beyond them, y'all are out of order. In an apostolic house, Musicians lead us. Because there's a minstrel. You got me? That's the difference. Now, it's nothing wrong if you have a prophetic person leading praise and worship. And she will look at them and say, I'm hearing this. And it may take a little bit of time and they'll just and they'll get it. But do not be shocked when they lead us. And we should leave room for that. We don't need 45 minutes of four songs. That one didn't work. Go to the next one. They're not moving on that one. Hit a shabaka, baka, 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 baka. They like to praise God. Nope. Ty, just take us in. Wherever you're going, he'll take us in. And, the, and the, the, if they're real, they'll say, I hear something. Sometimes it's just a word, right? Ebony, haven't we done just a word? Where's she upstairs? Evangelist, you know it as well. Sometimes we've done just one word, and we just kept moving that one word. People were free. Healings came into the room. It doesn't take a lot of work. What takes a lot of work is when we bring in our personality, our issues, our fleshly laziness, complaints. Even take me in to your throne. 
I'm tired. How else to go, Ebony? Take me in to your throne. Make me save Jesus. It's hard on my own. Came straight from heaven. The whole church shut down. I can't sing, remember? First confessor of it. The whole church shut down and went prostrate. Half came up here. People online were inboxing. Where do we find that song at? We still ain't do nothing with it. Y'all get my point? And we could do one move like that. We don't need four songs. One, we could move them. Y'all could have kept going. Did y'all start getting more? Did the oil start pumping through? Uh-huh, like that Texas refinery. They struck that ground and that oil begin to flow. Then I see others grabbing the mic. I got this too. I got something from God. And then we collided all three songs or verses, whatever we want to call them, and still had a move of God in here. Could have been 15 minutes and we're done. Because everybody on one accord got in apostolic worship it's worship that ascends into the heavens and ministers to the Lord and attracts his attention his presence his glory and shifts atmospheres what do you think happens when we attract his attention and his presence and his glory comes in healing miracles signs wonders what about angels angels are loose and they're going row to row and they clean our lips with hyssop the scent of intercession with frankincense and myrrh goes through the room we used to have services where we could smell nice scents in the room not the bible study I walked into a couple weeks ago nice scent it was refreshing I haven't seen the crystals and all that stuff that people have seen before. Sometimes they get a little way out. But I know I've come in. We've heard trumpets. We've heard sounds, remember? We, we all were in here one time, and we could hear. It was the only thing we can express it in our human explanation is it sounded like angels were singing. And everybody heard it, and we were all quiet. Heaven came in and ministered to us. Healing and deliverance. Dropping off things that we need in our life, ministering to our heart, going out and being sent in this region and even sent to our homes. That's what we have to stay tapped into. Are we all right? All right, so I'm going to give you the scripture and then I'm going to get out your way. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. I remember when I could not, when I first started needing glasses, I could not even get up here without my glasses. And I've had to learn how to pray for my sight because I would forget my glasses. I have gone to the doctor the last, I think maybe three years, and they said my vision has not decreased at all. They keep giving me the same prescription over and over and over again. Anybody want to be healed from depending on eyeglasses? You want sharper vision? How about sharper vision even in the spirit? He holding his glasses up. He's expecting his miracle. His glasses is up and in the air. How about all these prescription medications? The last, the last week, I've had such a pain in my knee. I, when I was born, they dislocated my knee. So it flares up from time to time. The last week, it has been horrible. And I said, okay, here we go. 
You about to heal these bones. Because I don't know what's happened in there. They, they feel disjointed. Disconnected. It literally feel like my leg was wobbling from the knee when we were in New York. And I said, oh, well, here we go. I don't get down on God. I, 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 no. Hey, what we going to do? What we going to do, boss? Because I don't think you want no limping apostle. I mean, if I had to be, right? Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5 and 20. We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us. Say that. To speak. Yes. So we urge you, as though Christ himself were here pleading with you, be reconciled to God. I want you to look at somebody. And now that I've read it, you can trust what I'm about to say. You can agree with it. We, I am... Christ ambassador. Christ ambassador and God is using me is to, speak to speak to you I urge you, I urge you as though Christ himself, Christ himself were, here were here pleading with you, with you. Be, be reconciled, reconciled to, to God. God now give the Lord some praise to give you all one section as I stuck to my word. Jesus chose his apostles out of the company of his disciples. Listen, apostles house, because this is for us. Jesus chose his apostles out of his company of disciples. He did not go outside of the circle of dedicated followers who were students of his life and teachings. Can I paraphrase it? Apostle Suzanne chose her apostles out of the company of her disciples. She did not need to go outside of the circle of dedicated followers who were her students of her life and teachings. Is it okay to say Apostle Suzanne apostles? Absolutely. Where'd they do that in the word? Didn't John have his? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. We know God sends apostles, but he's given that, that, that um, delegated authority for me to lay hands and say, I see the apostleship in you and call forth the apostle in you. And God is telling me, and he's said it twice now, and I've shared it both times with y'all. My apostolic network isn't so much like a lot of other apostles outside of this house. The apostle and the apostolic network, we'll talk about networks next time, is in this house. The apostles that he's going to have me launch and lay hands on are in this house. That's why when I was given an honorary doctorate degree and I was recommissioning something we were doing in the, the city of Hartford when we rented the building out, um, the, the word that God says is, I don't want another apostle coming in here and laying hands on you because these people are the proof of your apostleship. Do y'all remember that? And that scripture, Apostle Paul said, I don't care if they don't think I'm an apostle. It doesn't matter what they think of me. Y'all have been with me. You've seen the miracles. You've seen the signs. You've seen the wonders. You've seen what's on my life. You are the ones that affirm my apostleship. I don't think y'all get it yet up in here. These individuals were specifically chosen because they had taken on the character and essence of Jesus and their follower. Thus, where Apostle Paul says, follow me 
your apostle as I follow. Uh-huh, so we all following him, right? Through three and a half years, he poured into them. Why do you think y'all got to go to school longer than three and a half years? Anybody got an idea? I'm going to tell y'all. I think I heard somebody say it. Through three and a half years, he poured into them his very being, his life, his character, his wisdom, and his message so that when he was ready to empower them, they were prepared to represent him. He poured into them daily. That's the difference. I'm blessed if I get two days a week with y'all. So three and a half years becomes what? Ah, We know there was a company of disciples far greater than the 12. This is where I'm getting ready to leave off. The thing that marked the difference and these men and women over all of the others was their specific choosing and commissioning. To all the disciples, say it. He extended power. power. And that's dunamis. Write it down. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. I want you to repeat it and I want you to look at me and say, I have have dunamis dunamis power. power. He gave that to all disciples. If you think you have nothing, you at least have dunamis power. And he gave all of his disciples dunamis power so that they could accomplish supernatural ministry. And some of y'all see this dunamis power even in singing or painting or writing or whatever your business could be in the marketplace. You will actually use dunamis power to create a marketplace or an organization for God. Something in the church you could do. It's still dunamis power. And he gave that to all his disciples. Who did he give it to? Does that include you? All right. The last part. To the apostles, he gave a different power. Exousia. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. Which rightly translated means to have the right to power. Uh Aha, come on. As apostles, they became the fully authorized, delegated representatives of the kingdom, the ambassadors of God's order. We are the ambassadors of God's order. And because you have spiritual DNA of Jesus Christ, who's your apostle, you're under an apostle in the earth, you have apostolic DNA, there's an apostolic culture that goes with you, you are ambassadors of God's order. We'll talk about what that means a little later. Are y'all all right? Anybody confused? You have the right to power. That's your sermon title. You ready, Pastor D? Any questions? Are y'all ready? Yeah, you feel ready for this? Do you know what's on your life? Now, now don't go home today and doing your spidey miracles. <laughs> Shutting down your husband or your wife. Shutting the kids down. Put my net on you. Ask God to show you where your authority is. Ask him to show you where your gifts and callings are. Ask him to show you 
the people in your life, even in church, y'all, what's your purpose in their life? You're going to get free from this. Are y'all good? And, and I'm asking honestly, because some of y'all leave here and be like, oh my God, I went right over my head. And I'm not going to take the time to explain it, but we will make sure somebody in here is assigned to help you through this teaching. Is there anyone who's confused? All right, we got it. Come on, let's stand to our feet. A little bit? Okay. Who are you going to talk to? Perfect. Beautiful. Amen. That was easy, see? Nobody goes home confused. Father, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and what our ears have heard. We thank you for the equipping and the development that you have trusted us with, that we pray from this weekend that there's such a thrust and momentum in the realm of the spirit for what you have for the apostles house you have already equipped an apostolic embassy for us God and we've got to cross over this Jordan to enter this embassy so that we can become equipping of people outside of the doors of the church we thank you that we claim this region ours this corridor that you've given us this north end of Hartford this south end of Hartford this west end of Hartford this east end of Hartford Father we claim Father all the lives and souls that attend all of the cultural parades that they will find themselves lined up like a parade coming into an apostolic cultural society that will affect and change their life we thank you for the leading and guiding of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for dunamis power. Say it. Thank him for that dunamis power that is on our life. As they continue to receive the apostolic DNA and move with an apostolic culture that they will be a part of and not just witnessing, but they will be the ones manifesting the miracles, signs, and wonders in their life and the lives of their family, God. We call this so because you gave us the authority to do so. And we settle for nothing less. We don't go into the water down or the safe area. We walk in exactly what you've given us to walk in. We thank you for the healing bread that you serve us every day of our lives. We give you glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going home. If you'd like to sow a seed, you can come up here and bring a seed in. If you'd like to be a part of the Apostles' House under the tutelage and training of apostolic people, you are welcome to come up here as well now, and we will have someone meet with you, get your information, and start you on your way. If you need to come up here because you know that this message is time for you to turn your heart either back from the other gods or return to your God, I invite you to this altar now. We welcome you. You're not alone. You can come up here now and we can pray with you and help you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's many gods that are tempting and talking, but only one God is going to see you through the darkness on this earth. If you are here, come now. And if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that needs prayer, believe it or not, at the end of the service, our ministers are here. And we will pray you through whatever it is that you don't want to leave this place for without receiving prayer. Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. Hallelujah.